This is Problematical, where we discuss your problematic faves and debate if they deserve cancellation or redeemed. I'm Brittany. And I'm Jazz. Welcome to Hell. Today we are joined by Dan and Brendan of Come Through Queen, and we're going to be discussing all things housewives. So please welcome Dan and Brendan. How are you guys? Hey, Brittany. Hey. We're super excited to have you on and discuss all things Housewives. Jazz and I are huge Housewives fans. Actually, it's the way that we met is through like um, a Housewives Facebook group. (laughs) So we are pretty much very much uh, Housewives fans over here. And and I know that you guys love Housewives and Drag Race. I listen to you guys Mm -hmm. podcasts all the time. So super excited to have you on. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, we've been doing our Housewives podcast for five years at this, almost five years at this point, mm-hmm. but we've been part of like the Housewives fandom since like a decade ago, really. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it crazy how long we've been fans of this franchise? Like it's taken up half of my life. It feels like. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. But I mean, I'm... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I think my first like hurrah into Housewives was season one of New Jersey, which was 11 years ago, which is crazy. That's super crazy. Actually, we should take a moment of silence because this is probably the first time we haven't had Housewives for a long period of time for us. So check on your friends that haven't watched Housewives (laughs) in two, three weeks right now because we are suffering right now. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. I I recommend, though, uh, on the Beverly Hills time slot this past week, they had two big problematic housewives, uh, Sonia and Luann, commenting on uh, an old episode of Beverly Hills, and it was hilarious, actually. <laughs> was yes. it? Yeah. Sonia did not know who Dorit was and kept calling her Dorit, which was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I have to watch it. I just I haven't watched it because I thought it wouldn't be as entertaining, but Luann yeah. and Sonia are fun to, to watch, so I might check it out. Totally. Definitely. So I guess we can go into a little bit personally how you guys got into Housewives and um, which is your favorite franchise out of all of them? Um, I'll go first. Okay. Totally. Um, So as I just mentioned, I think it was New Jersey season one was airing right when I moved to New York and I was living on my friend's couch for a month and Mm -hmm. we just watched together. And then that kind of catapulted me into everything else. Um, New York was my favorite for a long time and I still have a special place in my heart for it. But I think like Potomac is really coming up fast as far as favorites. Definitely. Yeah. I started with New York. Uh, I'm originally from New York, so I felt the desire to jump in there. Mm -hmm. I had been watching Bravo like way before, even with like uh, Project Runway. Inside uh, the actor's studio. Inside his actor's studio. <laughs> uh, Top Chef. Yeah. So I, I think like OC, I wasn't really interested in, even though it was the original one, because it seemed like it was just trying to capitalize off of the Desperate Housewives yeah. thing. Uh, but New mm-hmm. York definitely pulled me in. Yeah, same here. I definitely um, started watching with New York. Um, I think that's the second franchise that started, correct? Because first was OC. Yes. Yeah. It was, and... it was um, OC, New York, Atlanta, and then New Jersey. Yeah. And then Beverly so Hills. I, mm-hmm. So I definitely started with New York, and then it just kept on going. I watched every franchise. I still 
could not get into OC. I watched it for like maybe two seasons, like when Shannon joined, but yeah. I just can't fully get into them. And but let's get into our problematic faves that are on the Housewives because the Housewives is basically everyone is pretty much a terrible person on the show. I mean, that's the reason why we watch, but there's, there's certain ones that are a little bit more uh, controversial and say terrible things. And it's hard to watch sometimes. So who are Mm -hmm. your uh, favorites? I don't know if you guys have a couple of them or one you can share. Dan, who's your favorites? I mean, one that is a fave and problematic, like equally both is Bethany. Yeah. She just does, she does so much good in the world in terms of like how she jumped into action with her, this is a crisis, be strong mm-hmm. movement, like natural disasters, like everything, just trying to help out. But, like mm-hmm. she just can't help herself when it comes to uh, saying and doing some terrible stuff. I mean, like even the skinny girl brand itself is kind of yeah. problematic just yeah. from a concept. Mm-hmm. Right. You no, know, it's like it's promoting like, oh, girls should be skinny, you know. Uh, and she has like she started with a whole bunch of books, and if you actually dig into what she writes, some of it is not great health advice. Mm-hmm. So there's that whole aspect. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's like you love her, but thankfully for her, she's not too problematic that I feel like we need to cancel her. Yeah. I mean, she is like a hard pill to swallow. Like it took me a while to really get into Bethany. I think the first two seasons she was on Housewives, I really loved her. And then, you know, she started becoming a little bit like catty. Mm -hmm. And then, um, but then you see how she has, she does have like a soft spot for helping other people. And it's been really great to see how she's been putting in action, trying to help as many people as possible, starting with the, Hurricane and Puerto Rico and everything else after that. She's been really, really great with that. Yeah, totally. Um, I think one thing that Dan and I have both kind of like landed on as a concept for how we watch and discuss these shows is like base level. Like they're all problematic faves Mm -hmm. and we're not technically like we don't want to be friends with really any housewife. (laughs) Like we don't think anyone is particularly a great person. Some of them have their moments. Um, Yeah. But, like, I can think of, like, someone like Bronwyn right now who's kind of, like, quote-unquote, meeting the moment and, like, doing a lot of, like, being really outspoken about uh, racial justice and, like, LGBT equality and stuff like that. And that's, like, great. But then, like, I have to look at other things she's doing. She's kind of being willy-nilly about the whole COVID-19 thing and, like, traveling around and, like, going to parties and that kind of stuff. So, like, even when these housewives have, like, their good moments – there's still something that creeps up that's like, Ugh. yeah. <laughs> she's from you, OC, right? Yeah, she's yes. from OC. Yeah. yeah, I think Brendan and I both agree, like, you can never fully stand any of the ladies because you're going to you're gonna eventually find something that <laughs> is going to be a problem. Yeah, they're definitely going to disappoint you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think my problematic fave is definitely Luann, who is just like, she is an awful human being, but there's no reason. I just can't find a way to like, just not like her because I don't even know why I like her because there's nothing, there's no qualities about her. That's great. I don't, she would never be my friend. Absolutely not. Um, 
the one thing that I think about, especially with like what's going on in culture was when she attended the Halloween party and she dressed up as Diana Ross with, and she was in blackface and she didn't understand that. Like you just shouldn't do that. Um, But one thing about that particular thing to me that I find so wild is that Megyn Kelly got fired for defending Luann in that case. And Luann still has her job. (laughs) (laughs) And then still complaining about it online. (laughs) She was quote tweeting about the Ready Rock removing the blackface episodes. And she's like, hmm, like, I wonder, like, looks like the network's tune is changing, you know? (laughs) Like, is Bravo going to take away that episode? Because... Uh, yeah not a bad idea I mean the thing is with Luann we've been on such a journey with her because she she was the countess then she got demoted that one season which made her so scrappy in terms of like Mm -hmm. being fun on camera and then when she when like Tom happened and she became the cabaret star like we've been on so many different journeys with her (laughs) we have we've experienced a lot of life changes with Luann. Yeah. One thing about her, another thing about her rather particularly, back in earlier reunions, she talked openly about how the Count, her ex-husband, just doesn't like Jewish people. And nobody really challenged her or them about that, which was another wild thing. (laughs) Wow. I did not remember that. Especially with Andy Cohen moderating the reunions as a Jewish man. (laughs) I mean, are we really shocked that, like, Andy just kind of, like, swoops that under the rug? But, um, wow, I don't remember that. (laughs) And now I have to rewatch it and just... Now I feel like I'm problematic just for liking Luann, and she's doing all that. It's just... Who else? I feel like it's the season two reunion. You just got to treat it like you're you're just liking her character on the show and not her, you know? Yes. (laughs) Um, For me one of the house husbands that is a problematic fave for me is Joey Gorga on New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Just cause like, I feel like, like he's, he's a good man in general and like nice and fun, but deeply misogynistic. Like, right. like yeah. so entrenched in his gender roles, uh, like what a husband should be doing, what a wife should be doing. What a man should be like. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So it's like, it's hard to juggle liking him and dealing with that as well. Well, because he looks good compared to like Joe Giudice, <laughs> who's just like an asshole on all fronts. Right. Yeah. I people, think... people definitely look good in comparison to the others they're around on these shows. <laughs> Yeah, I think, and also with Jersey is a hard one because they're so stuck in their um, traditional ways. They always like defend all their bad behavior on like, well, this is how real Italians are. And it's like, okay, but it's like 2020. Like, you guys need to move forward and be a little bit more progressive, but. Yeah, I'm curious to see with Teresa now on the road to being a single woman, how that's going to like, affect her way of thinking Mm. uh, for like these traditional values that she holds dear. And another thing that's like really problematic, I I remember watching this past season of New York when Leah and Luann were bonding over being arrested and being Mm -hmm. able to um, assault 
police officers, I was just like, oh my God, the white privilege is just so strong right now. Like, how are you able to be like, yeah, we're like bonding over the fact we got arrested and we were able to beat up police officers and not like have any like real consequences happening to us. Right. It's wild. Also, Leah is another, Leah is, there, there's so much about Leah because she's like an interesting character for the show but like her politics and everything around her and her past are so weird because she she presents herself as like this progressive like new yorker person yet has like written for the federalist a bunch of times Mm -hmm. and like it's her politics are so weird and murky and just like don't make sense yeah that's been the it's I think that's why I can't 100% get behind Leah. Like, she is fun to watch. She's a hot mess. You know, that's what we love when we want a housewife. We just want them to be, like, crazy. Mm-hmm. But And she's calling out Ramona for being, you know, not taking the pandemic seriously. But then I look back and I'm like, but you've written for Megan McCain's, like, husband's yeah. website. Exactly. And you and Megan McCain are friends and probably share the same ideologies on a lot of different causes so yeah yeah she's very complex yeah um i i want to talk about lisa vanderpump okay because she's another one who presents herself as like this progressive beacon of hope yet the only issue that she actually seems to care about is like animal rights specifically dog rights (laughs) and like the behavior that she let her the cast members of her show Vanderpump Rules get away with over all these years needs to be examined a little closer yeah yeah I I mean mean, all of these go ahead Dan if if dogs are her number one uh form of activism her number two is how she's such an ally to the LGBT community but it's clearly like beneficial to her and her business to mm-hmm. do so <laughs> with like all these bars and restaurants in West Hollywood, like mm-hmm. it being an ally is good for business, you know, let's, and she should be putting more LGBT people, LGBTQ people on her show if she wants to be a good ally. <laughs> right. And like the big picture outside of Tom, Tom of Tom and Tom kissing is like two straight guys kissing in a big portrait in West Hollywood is just like, what, like, what are we doing? Pandering. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you even look at how Billy was presented on the show, the way that they treated her was just. Oh yeah. Offensive. And, and they just kept attacking her. And even when she would address the issue, they just didn't care. They didn't accept it. They didn't Mm -hmm. understand it. And that just shows you how much like Lisa really isn't, a full ally for the LGBT yeah. community, unless it's like something that looks like something she can accept. I think that she's still trying to process how to accept trans people. I think. Mm-hmm. I will say Billy glowed up and she's now, she was on fire drill Fridays with Jane Fonda, like the other week. So she's okay. now in a more interesting circle of people than the cast of Vanderpump Rules. Good for <laughs> Billy. I mean, and also the there hasn't been anyone on Vanderpump Rules that's like a minority. Yeah, right. After, I mean, I'm sure there's has to be some servers that are Latinas or Latinos or Black, Indian. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, Lisa herself even said that like her longest working 
employee is like a black waiter yet we only have seen him on the show like in one episode to train like tom schwartz to work at pump or whatever and there's definitely not enough focus or attention put on um the people of color who work at all of those restaurants interesting i mean i think the one franchise i don't have any problematic faves would be potomac which is now Mm -hmm. like my number one favorite show i mean they're all kind of terrible human beings well monique is a little bit i take it back monique (laughs) is lower like on the verge of being um, anti-vax. Right. Um, she has an outright said it, but... I was going to bring her up, and I'm glad you did. <laughs> she, she's, like, about to fall off that cliff. She's been tweeting about, like, 5G, uh, tweeting oh. about vaccines. It's like, I'm not liking the direction we're going. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, no. But I like everyone else. I know, I do. I really love everyone in Potomac. Even when they're terrible, like Candace can be a little bit, like she has a lot of issues, but I just love everyone on Potomac. Candace online recently in response to like the Stasi stuff and all of that has been great. She's in like the comments of every Bravo post about it and other people's mm-hmm. comments tweeting about it. It's really a pleasure to watch. Another person who is a pleasure to watch recently is... Portia, because we have seen her go in full, like, mm-hmm. have a complete 180. She didn't know what the Underground Railroad was her mm-hmm. first season, and now she is a full-time activist, and it's just so beautiful to watch. I know. It she is truly. She rehabilitated her image with, with where she's come from to where she is now. I'm, like, so proud of her. <laughs> Same. Um, she had, like, a bit of an iffy spot with, like, getting violent a couple times um, towards... <laughs> the other women but i think she's like actually done the work to fix fix that and is also just like carrying the entire franchise on her back right now she is and i don't think she's getting the props that she deserves because she's so funny like her comebacks are just i she might be a genius i know that's not (laughs) crazy to say but she could be a genius she could be a genius (laughs) she's really great um who on Atlanta do you guys think is kind of problematic and it's hard to watch? <clears throat> Nini. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in, in what's going on right now, she's been like using the moment in a weird way in terms of, I don't know if you saw the clip of, I think it was like an Instagram live interview, uh, how she was saying how police officers ganged up on George Floyd is like oh, how yeah. the other women gang up on her. It's like, what the hell? Are you yeah. I think she thinks she could just get away with saying anything she wants. I believe yeah. Andy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Andy did like prop Nini up kind of for years and years and years in a way that he didn't do for any of the other housewives. There was also like Nini got attention from Hollywood for a couple years briefly. Thanks to, Ryan Murphy, speaking of problematic phase. Um, So that all like kind of built herself up in her own head. I can see that. Yeah. Andy, I mean, not Andy. Nini has been, I mean, she's just problematic all across the board, just the way she treats the other women. And she says she's an ally for the LGBT community, but she says a lot of like homophobic things towards the other ladies or just to men in general. Um, and that can be 
cringy to watch. Mm-hmm. And um, she's also not social distancing because she's always has like 50 people at her home. So <laughs> that's also hard to watch whenever I see like postings of her. But the the George Floyd um, tweet was or video was pretty hard to watch. Yeah. And then she had like a Black Lives Matter tweet and she had like her email attached to it. It was very strange. Oh, yeah. That's... It was like Black Lives Matter and then like her booking email. <laughs> <laughs> That was like a very grandma moment. I know. Yeah, some of these housewives are interesting once they take to Twitter. They don't they don't know how it works really. Yeah, Dorinda's one of them too. Whenever she's like live tweeting, it's just like an um, it's just a tweet or like a period. I'm just like, what's happening here? Because there's several steps to take to tweet something. I know. Yeah, I think happy hour started early at Bluestone Manor on episode days. Someone who clearly has people tweeting for them, and and you could tell the ones that don't. Right. Because you couldn't pay someone to tweet like that. Who are your problematic faves on New York? Hmm. I think Sonia's a big one for me. Because for me, she's really watchable. But then she'll say shit that just, like, people... I think people, like, take everything that she says, like, at a joking value... But she'll, like, say weird shit all the time. And, like, I don't know. I, there's just something off there. But, like, she's so kooky and so watchable that, like, it gets um, uh, brushed under the rug or whatever. Yeah. Hmm. Ramona's yeah. another one, too. Ramona, like, I, I think with Ramona, she actually used to be even worse and she's like at least improved a little bit over the years, uh, but she's still like the fact that she ran down to Florida and was like bopping around uh, the past few months, mm-hmm. like having a good time, and then is running back to New York now that Florida is spiking with the coronavirus cases is truly something. Yeah, and if you look back at Ramona, back specifically the Morocco trip. The stuff that she said in season four was, like, just, like, fucked up about, like, going to Morocco and their trip to Morocco. And there was a scene that was actually taken out, but it appeared in the trailer. And it was, like, Ramona wearing something that, like, traditional, like, traditionally Muslim women would wear and, like, mocking them almost. And she apparently begged Bravo to take it out of the actual episode. But there's, like, a page six article that you can Google um all about like how offensive it was and how the house staff and everyone was like just like super offended by her actions i'm not surprised the way she treats anyone that's not white and like has money is just disgusting Mm -hmm. (laughs) i mean every time they go on a a trip she just treats everyone like they're slaves Yeah. yeah so yeah that doesn't shock me I think um, one that was really disappointing for me was Carol, because mm-hmm. I really loved Carol the first few seasons, mm-hmm. and her last season, she was all about how much she loved um, Hillary Clinton, and she was doing all this work, and I remember researching, like, let me see how much money Carol <laughs> has donated, and mind you, Carol was married into the Kennedy family, and she was right. like adjacent as a princess or something like that and she only donated like 25 dollars. i'm like that's how much i donate and i don't have kennedy money and i'm very confused by this yeah 
I also think there's a really interesting thing that's come up recently with all the Jeffrey Epstein stuff because um, Carol was friends with Ghislaine Maxwell to some extent and Ghislaine Maxwell actually took Carol's author photo that appeared on the back of her um, first book and she was in Jeffrey Epstein's little black book. So she, I heard her on another podcast, like really downplaying that connection, but I don't know. Cause she was photographed with Ghislaine a lot. Yeah. Yeah. There's at least like five different <laughs> events that they were photographed together at. It sounds like a lot of high profile, really rich people have had a connection with the Epstein. So yeah, totally scary. Um, what other franchise have we not discussed? OC. I don't really watch it, so I can't really add much. But um. so I, I binged OC because I came to it late. Uh, mm-hmm. In life, I must have binged like eight seasons in a row. There is one of the like the most psychotic things that, to ever happen. Vicky and Tamara getting Gretchen Rossi um, like blackout drunk and Tamara trying to have her son take advantage of her. What? All their, like getting her naked wasted. It, I'm like surprised they even aired it, to be honest. Wow. Yeah. Like usually a lot of the problematic stuff the housewives do are off camera, but this mm-hmm. is like one of the examples of like, I can't even believe they aired this for, for public Yeah. Consumption. And they, there's also the time when Tamara called her now husband, like, a slur like a racial slur because he's i believe is like mexican-american yeah. and she called him um like one of the worst slurs uh that you can say to mexican-americans and then there's the kelly dot of it all who yes. right now is exhibiting awful behavior every day online she's been traveling like traveling around the country like every week during this pandemic she's been to new york she's been to california she's been to florida but then also, like, she's pulling some, like, All Lives Matter shit online, too. Mm-hmm. And, like, just being awful in general to the extent that it's, like, gone too far. And I think that Bravo should, like, examine their relationship with her. I can't believe she still is on the show because it's not just recently. She's just been terrible, like, the last... I mean, she hasn't been on the show for very long, but the last two years have been... Yeah. It's very obvious that she is on one side of um, on politics and she's very mm-hmm. loud about it. And it's very strange to watch. And um, cause she's also Mexican. So yeah. it's interesting to watch that she's Mexican and she's clearly a Trump supporter and she's obviously anti um, the pandemic. She thinks it's like a hoax. Um, yeah. She doesn't want rights for anyone else other than white people, even though she's Mexican. No, I mean like strange. she's, she's gonna get married to a fox news reporter so that's pretty much like where she's at yeah do you watch um britney do you watch dallas i did watch dallas the second and third season okay because there's a lot of problematic people there one who got fired obviously leanne yeah Mm -hmm. so I remember she was saying, because there was a, a Latina on the show the last mm-hmm. season, and I think she was attacking her and using, like, racial slurs or something like that towards her. Maybe I'm getting that wrong. 
But I remember yeah, her attacking her for being like Mexican. I think she might be Mexican. Yeah, I'm not clear. I can't yeah that's exactly what she did. And like, she surprisingly got a reckoning at the reunion. Um, like mm-hmm. Andy didn't go lightly on her. Um, and then she quickly got fired afterwards, which was, wow. which is good. But then there's also Brandy Redman, who there was a video of her like doing an impression of Asian people that she like posted, I guess, to her Snapchat. Mm. and she like i guess went to like a retreat to like like an i don't know an anti-racist retreat or something like that to like try to rehabilitate herself i don't know (laughs) (laughs) um but from what i've heard she's set to return brandy is yeah because they've been filming they've started filming again because like texas doesn't care about a pandemic um (laughs) And so I guess she's been filming, apparently, from what I hear from, like, reports. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they're from Texas. So I remember going into it, like, I just have to, like, not think about how they possibly could be racist um, Mm -hmm. and going into it. And I remember feeling like, oh, they're bringing a a Latina onto the show. How is this going to pan out? And obviously it didn't work very well. And thinking about that, it reminds me of Beverly Hills when... Joyce was on mm-hmm. Beverly Hills. Do you mm-hmm. remember her? And oh, how yeah. Brandy used to like attack her and call her, like, I remember her calling her a pig one time and all different types of like attacking her for being a Latina. And no one seemed to have issues with this. And I'm like, she's clear. And she would be like, I can't be like racist because my kids are Cuban. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but you are saying really bad things to this woman who happens to be a Latina. Yeah. I think she also said something like, oh, you can't swim. You're like a black person. Like, oh, yeah. Said all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah. So there are rumors, and this is just, this is purely hearsay, but Brandy's mm-hmm. obviously set to return this season. And there are rumors that part of the reason for this, like, break in releasing episodes of Beverly Hills is so that they can, like, diminish Brandy's parts in this season as much as possible. It might just be conspiracy theory, but those rumors are out there. Oh, that would be interesting. Cause it's so time they've been like prepping us, like the return of Brandy just to like take her away. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. And I've been like nervous about, um, I'm blanking on her name. Who's the new girl on the show? Garcelle. Garcelle. Um, How they would treat her. So far it's been fine. I mean, I, expected Kyle to be a little bit dismissive, but they haven't mm-hmm. been like any um anything that could be possibly anti black on the show. Um mm-hmm. so that's been decent so far. Yeah. Speaking of Kyle, I'm kind of waiting for the moment when people start talking about Kyle's mother in law, um, who's appeared on the show a few times. She got like a facelift from Paul Nassif back in earlier seasons. Mm-hmm. But like if you go to her social media, she wants to make America great again in a scary psycho way. Like she's full MAGA, full Trump in a way that's like surprising, like knowing about Kyle Richards, because Kyle doesn't seem to like Kyle seems to be quote unquote apolitical. Um yeah. so I'm I'm wondering if there will ever be like a dragging of Kyle for her mother-in-law's beliefs. Hmm. Yeah, the yeah. mother-in-law used to pop up on the show a little bit, but ever since 
all of that came to light, I don't think we're ever going to see her again. I mean, Mauricio is kind of MAGA as well. He has commented on certain things as well recently um, that I've noticed. And I'm just like, huh, how come no one's calling this out? How come everyone's like, oh, my God, Mauricio's so funny and so great. I'm like, but he's clearly a Trump supporter and very much aligned into what Trump is doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, people think he's like the hottest house husband ever, but... In reality, it is Evan Goldschneider, Jackie's husband. Oh, my God, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, another really bad husband is Denise's husband, who's clearly, like, he's just insane. He's off the deep end. Watch as he dives in. (laughs) (laughs) He's definitely a 5G uh, believer. Oh, 1,000%. We could have a lot to talk about. He believes that the birds are the government spying on us, definitely. <laughs> yes. He's such a weirdo. Um, and then also, Erica's son is a cop, and I do yeah. wonder how she is taking all of this in. Mm-hmm. I don't even yeah. understand why he's a cop, because, like, they're rich. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that one moment when she went, like, super Blue Lives Matter on Eileen... when they were on vacation was wild to watch yeah which is so funny in contrast because in the last few episodes she's like i don't understand why denise doesn't want us to talk about sex around her kids when like she's this sex pot is like you don't even want someone to talk about your adult son and his occupation so what's the problem here (laughs) oh god um yeah i also feel like she recently released a photo of him and like people online were like thirsting over this like basic (laughs) because he like was wearing a uniform calm down everyone yes please and you know what it's the pandemic everyone's horny so (laughs) i think that might have been it but still he was very basic and good point cops are bad so don't thirst over cops there's no such thing as a blue life literally it doesn't exist Unless you're talking about Blue's Clues. True. True. (laughs) Um, But yeah. Anyone else that we haven't discussed that's pretty um, problematic on The Housewives? I don't know if I've missed the franchise. No, I mean, like, we didn't go into, like, a lot of Jersey, like, Teresa, Dolores, and others who, uh, like, Dolores is literally friends with um, Donald Trump Jr.'s girlfriends. Yeah. So that's something. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of people from Jersey and certain areas of New York tend to be Trump supporters. So it really wasn't shocking to know that, you know, Jersey kind of are Trump supporters. Do I think the show can be canceled? I don't know. I'm glad they added Margaret and Jackie to kind of even it out a little bit because it used to be just like all Trump supporters essentially on Jersey. And Jennifer, too, she's been, like, kind of, like, a little bit progressive compared to the other ladies. Like, she's, you know, supporting the LGBT community for Pride. And I Mm -hmm. think she, does she get coronaviruses? She got corona. Yeah. Yeah, Um, with Jennifer, it's, like, it's obviously, it's the old thing when, like, once it happens to somebody in your family, then you care. So, yes. like, her brother's gay. It's like, yeah. oh, now she cares. <laughs> yes, good point. 
It's like when uh, Nancy Reagan started to care about stem cell research because her husband was getting sick. Right. I guess I should give her too much of a pass, but just a little bit of like, hey, I guess she's, you know, acknowledging a little bit. So I give her that. But totally. she's also just a terrible human being just in general. Um, but I think those are all the franchises, right? Yeah, pretty much. Is there any TV show you think that needs to be canceled on Bravo right now? Southern Charm. Um, oh my yes. god. Southern Charm. I mean, first off, I'm very disappointed that they canceled Southern Charm New Orleans because that was ten times more interesting, more fun, more diverse mm-hmm. than regular Southern Charm. So I'm really disappointed that Southern Charm is still on and not New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like that show is literally people sitting around and like thinking about the good old, the quote unquote good old days of plantation. So it should just be taken off the air, please. Definitely. I know. I've been doing an online campaign of like, please cancel Southern Charm. And I hope someone at Bravo is looking because like it needs to get off offline because it's just no one on the show is great. It's not interesting. They pretty much glorify this time period where oppression was a good thing. Yeah, I mean, Catherine keeps the Calhoun in her name specifically to like glorify her white supremacist ancestor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, that's also my one that I need to. I want them to cancel. And I think like I I really hate that Bravo loves to promote like Southern Charms, um, Summer House, but like they barely promote like Married to Medicine. Married mm-hmm. to Medicine LA, Southern Char, New Orleans, which is the more diverse shows that they have on air. And they're way more fun to watch. Even like mm-hmm. Potomac, yeah. which is like surpassing all the other shows. They're giving us storylines. They're giving us drama. They're giving us flair. And you rarely see them promoting it. I don't see a lot of people tweeting about it. And that makes me very unhappy. With I think what it is, is Bravo has an audience problem. Like what this is Sorry, the one when it explodes. Um, I said, I, I think this is going to be a Potomac season. Like this is going to be the one where the Bravo fans really pay attention. Cause like New York and Beverly Hills are going to be wrapping up and we're really only going to have Potomac. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm also very yeah. nervous about what life is going to be for Bravo in like six months. Mm-hmm. I know. I mean, want. as a, as a Bravo podcast, we're kind of like already feeling that. Like mm-hmm. this past week, we talked about shows that are streaming on Hulu and Netflix instead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm very nervous about how we're going to consume Bravo in several months and how it's going to look like. What's what's Housewives going to look like after the pandemic? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like any of them care, but you know. <laughs> Right, exactly. I mean, like, they're the OC women were proudly like hanging out like in the midst of like April, so they don't care. <laughs> Even though Tamra is a terrible human being, she has been pretty much stepping up to the plate when it comes to Black Lives Matter, which is very shocking because I just yeah. didn't expect her to. But she had like a very good informative post on Instagram, and she was informing her followers about it. So. A give an inch to Tamara for doing the least, you know? <laughs> yeah. I will say, like, on... I'll hand it to some of these women who... The the audience for a lot of the Bravo shows and, like, the loudest ones are a very white, 
conservative crowd. I went to BravoCon with a press pass. So like mm-hmm. I saw them firsthand and they're the exact kind of women you'd expect based on like who they're watching. And I'll give credit to these housewives who are using their platform, which is mostly comprised of these kind of people who like don't get it or like don't initially care. The ones right. that are using their platform right now, that's good. Like that's that's good that they're educating their audiences in this way because their audiences are the ones who need to hear it the most. Agreed. Okay. I definitely agree. Um, I was going to say something, um, but I completely forgot. But <laughs> I do agree with that. Um, we always end our show with us um, coming out with a few ideas of who we would like to cancel for the week. So if okay. each of you can just say like, it doesn't have to be Bravo related. It could just be anything in general. Who would you say? So Dan, you can go first. Mm-hmm. Let me think. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I really want to jump on board with your campaign and just cancel all of Southern Charm. That's like, <laughs> as as like the Bravo podcast, I feel like that is the least Bravo can do to like reckon with what they're promoting in mm-hmm. terms of like... <laughs> Like just racism on television. So right. let's cancel Brendan. I am going to say let's cancel Kelly Dodd. Um yep. <laughs> it's been enough. She's continuously fucked up over this past several months and years actually. So it's time for us to say goodbye to Kelly Dodd. I agree. I also am in supports of canceling Southern Charm and Kelly Dodd because she's awful. Um, can we also cancel Vanderpump Rules because, like, what's the point? Yeah. The point? <laughs> um, I just think that we need to move on. They're really boring now. I don't care about any of them having babies. I don't want them to have kids. So I think it's time for us to move on. We It was a moment, and now we've moved past it. I know. I'm yeah, so glad exactly. we're being spared a Stassi wedding season. I'm so happy. No, I am so happy that we are moving away from Stassi's wedding. We're not going to have a baby special. Uh, I'm just very happy about all of this that like we were able to just cancel Stassi and her her PR team of like her coming out saying like, well, let's forget about all the racist things she's done and look at the fact that she's having a baby is really uh-huh. disgusting. Yeah. Cut to four months from now when she has a podcast on The Federalist. Oh, God. <laughs> right. I definitely think that's the way she's going to go. She's definitely going to be like this right-wing mommy blogger in about a few months from now. Totally. I What I wanted to bring up earlier was that I wonder how many Bravo people are shaking right now and scared that they're going to get fired or like scared to tweet anything about anything right now because everyone's walking on eggshells because of like their past, what they've done. Um, so I just really curious, what do you guys think about? Um, I think Jackson, Brittany are definitely worried right now. Um, Cause they're, they seem to be the target of like the people who are running the like Instagram accounts, like trying to get people fired. So they're probably really um, afraid. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. Do you think anyone else on Vanderpump rules is scared about getting fired? Possibly Lala. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, that's pretty problematic. But I will say, when I went to Sir, she was the only nice one to to me. But that doesn't oh. 
you know, that doesn't diminish that she's a terrible human being mm-hmm. and she's definitely has appropriated black culture for whatever yeah. means that is for herself. Yeah, nice people can be racist. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So how can we find you? I know I mentioned Come Through Queen, but <clears throat> you guys could tell us where we can find you on on Twitter, Instagram and your podcast. Yeah, um, you can follow you can follow the podcast at Come Through Queen on Twitter, Come Through Queen podcast on Instagram. Then Dan's at idkidk on Twitter, and I'm at not Brendan. Yeah. yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show. I had so much fun discussion housewives, and I hope we can do this again. Yeah, yeah thank you. Right. This was so fun. Awesome. <laughs>